If you're anything like us, you excitedly follow the news as cruise lines announce new ships with new features and venues. It's important to remember, however, that cruise lines have other ships that still offer fantastic experiences, and every so often, cruise lines will revitalize their existing fleet. Celebrity Cruise Lines has decided to commit $500 million to bringing edge-class features back to the Millennium and Solstice classes of ships. They're calling this Celebrity Revolution, and that's the topic of today's Cruise Habit podcast. You're about to set sail on the Cruise Habit podcast, an audio voyage through the world of ships, ports, and beyond. Welcome aboard. I want to thank you for tuning into the very first episode of the Cruise Habit podcast. This podcast is a companion to cruisehabit.com, where you can read Rick and I's ramblings, rants, opinion pieces, history, reviews, all sorts of things, anything we find exciting that's happening in the world of cruising. So thank you so much for tuning in. And at the end of the show, you'll hear how you can get involved on social media as well as the website. I think in any story, it's important to understand the a little bit about the origin of a cruise line. And Celebrity, while they're part of Royal Caribbean now, they actually started out as an independent line, a Greek company, in fact. If you're familiar with the signature X on the stacks on Celebrity ships, and they, they put it all over their branding, like in Accelerate and other things with their wireless internet, that letter X is the Greek letter Chi, which is the first letter if you're spelling Chandra's group in Greek. Uh, so that's where the branding of the X comes from. One of the logos or taglines, I guess, that Celebrity's been using is modern luxury lives here. And I've got to say, from my experience, that is something that differentiates the line from all others. One of the other odd uh, things about Celebrity is that they're flagged in Malta rather than, than the Bahamas. And that's had some consequences for what they're able to do with their business that other lines aren't able to do. It's also important to note that Celebrity, while we think of, uh, I usually think of, and I think Rick too, they're larger ships, you know, the Millennium class ships, Solstice class ships, and, and now Edge, they have another part of their fleet. Uh, for a long time, they've had, uh, we'd start out with just one, and now they're up to, I believe, four ships in um, that are in the Galapagos. And they range from 16 passengers to, uh, I want to say, somewhere around 50 passengers or so. Uh, that's the Celebrity uh, Expedition, mm -hmm. the Experience, the Flora, and... Well, I don't know. I don't usually investigate this part of the line because it's well out of my price range. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, but if anyone has, uh, please uh, let us know what it was like and take us next time. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, so, as we said, Celebrity is now a part of the Royal Caribbean family. It merged with Royal Caribbean in 1997, and that's what changed Royal, uh, Caribbean, Royal Caribbean International into Royal Caribbean Cruises Limited. Uh, and one of the things that uh, brought Celebrity into the Royal Caribbean family is they cater to a different audience. I don't want to say that no kids go on Celebrity. They definitely have a kids program, but it's not typically families that are going. It's usually adults. Uh, when we get into season 12 and talk about the mergers and acquisitions of uh, cruising. Mm -hmm. that's, up, that's episode 96. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, so, you know, mark your calendars, everyone. Um, Royal Caribbean actually looked to purchase a different cruise line for the uh, premium part of the market. And it's one that I'm sure we'll talk about in the future. So a little teaser. Hmm. Interesting. So one of the things that Celebrity is known for is they're embracing diversity. They have the uh, first female CEO 
of a cruise line traded on the New York Stock Exchange. That's Lisa Lutoff Perlow. Uh, she has been with Celebrity for a very long time. They also have great support for the LGBT community, and they've had uh, two annual pride parties at sea so far, and I'm sure they'll go on to do a third. Yeah, really important stuff there, and, and it, it seems to resonate well with, uh, with guests, which beyond the humanitarian part of things is also important that, uh, that you relate with your, your audience. So they've got two primary classes of ships right now, the Millennium class ships, which include Constellation, Infinity, Millennium, and Summit. And Billy and I have been on the Celebrity Constellation, had a great cruise on that ship. Fantastic. I also, I remember my very first Celebrity Cruise, it was on the Century, so that was their, uh, their previous class of ship. Missed no, that a lot. No longer in the fleet. Yeah. One can dream, one can dream. But uh, then there's the Solstice class ships, which include uh, Eclipse, Equinox, Silhouette, Solstice, and Reflection. And Rick, you've been on uh, Reflection. I've been on Reflection. You can look at a live blog of that that I posted here on the site and had a great time. Uh, got to interview the hotel director of that ship while I was on it and the events coordinator. That's right. Yeah, that's, uh, that made me very jealous, the, the photos from that. That is an appropriate response. <laughs> so let's talk about what's going on right now with Celebrity. Uh, I mentioned the Flora, which is the newest one of their small ship uh, uh, vessels. Yeah, and that one's going to be all suites, which is pretty exciting for a ship to, to cater to that level. Uh, it's going to be the largest of the ships that they've got going to the Galapagos. 50 staterooms, double occupancy in all of them. So 100 passengers. Biggest one for, it's, and it's purpose-built for the Galapagos. 100 passengers, and it is way bigger than the others, in fact. Yes. <laughs> uh, but pretty cool. Again, be sure to invite us. Uh, also going on, they have the uh, the Celebrity Edge, Celebrity Apex. So the Edge class of ships is the, the newest. And if you've gone to cruisehabit.com, you've seen us write about this. We're really excited. What's our countdown? Uh, 74 days as of this recording. Really excited to go on Edge. And we've got a couple of those cruises booked, so keep uh, keep an eye out. Um, and then there's Celebrity Revolution, what we came here to talk about today. So uh, the so many things on the edge were so well received, even before they were the steel was cut. Yeah. Uh, that Celebrity said, you know what? We need to make sure that these great features, these great venues, and a lot of the design cues beyond just the actual, uh, you know, tangible things, uh, went over to the the other vessels in the fleet. Yeah, so there's time that Celebrity has done this before. When Celebrity introduced the Solstice class of ships, uh, they had some new features too. They had a lawn club, which is an open grass area in the ship, uh, a glass workshop that was coordinated with uh, Dale Trujulli, uh, and a new restaurant called Cuisine that was very innovative small plates. And they've decided to uh, take some of that to the other ships through a program they called Solsticizing. I, I do want to mention, because I know we have a lot of listeners... Well, I don't know if we have any listeners actually yet, but I know, I know we will have a lot of listeners that are very familiar with Royal Caribbean. Cuisine, I would say, to give everyone an idea, is somewhat analogous to Wonderland. I would say it's the celebrity answer to Wonderland. Uh, it's similar, but different in some very important ways. Um, and just as a personal preference, I, I had a much better meal at Cuisine. I think we'll have to do more research. Um, my stomach is willing. <laughs> So the solsticizing program began, began under the former CEO of Celebrity Cruises, and that started around 2010, continued for a couple years after that. At the time, the current CEO of the company, Lisa lutoff Perlow, she was serving as the Senior Vice President of Hotel Operations. So there's anything to be confident about with the Celebrity Revolution project, it's that the current CEO has done something like this before. 
And that's important when uh, when you're talking about this much money and, and changing a, a fleet of ships that people love. Um, we do, but clearly we're not we're not alone. At least in this, uh, we are not alone. So, so the uh, project where they solsticized, thats hard to say. All of the uh, the other it. ships <laughs> rolls right off the tongue. Mm. Uh, that was a, a 140 million dollar project. When they announced Celebrity Revolution last year, they initially said that it was going to be a $400 million project. Uh, that's pretty, a big increase over $140 million. I'm pretty sure that exceeds the rate of inflation. Oh, definitely. Uh, so, uh, And now yeah, they're actually inflation. saying that it's going to be $500 million. So uh, I don't know who's in trouble for the 20% uh, budget overrun in the course of a year, but uh, probably good, th- good things for us, though. Uh, you know, I'm going to take a, a less cynical take on this, that it was a budget overrun, although that is probably true from a managerial perspective. I'm going to say they discovered some new things they could add and allocated additional funding. Based on guest feedback. Uh, yeah, let's say that. <laughs> so one of the things that I'm looking forward to seeing on this ship is the, or on through the solsticizing, no, not the solsticizing project. We're talking about Celebrity Revolution. In the Celebrity Revolution project is the suite upgrades that are coming from Kelly Hoppen. She is a well-known, uh, globally known designer. If you happen to catch the absolutely fabulous movie, she's got a cameo in it. So she's much well, more well-known in the uh, British and Australian world, but... I did not know about her cameo. I want to go check that out. Oh, she's a big fan of Abfab. Well, it's it's brief, as, the, as cameo implies, <laughs> but she's in it. Uh, and she's done some great work on designing the suites uh, and some of the spaces in the Celebrity Edge. And so I'm really interested to see what she's going to bring to the Celebrity Revolution. I think one of the things that I'm most excited about uh, is maybe ironic because I don't generally book suites. Um, no. I, I've i written uh, a, a couple times about how I select what type of stateroom I'm going to be on, on a cruise. And, uh, you know, it's nice to have a really nice room, but really comes down to value for me. And that in mind, the suite redesigns that are happening with Celebrity Revolution look really cool because it's not just about the rooms. Yes, the, the rooms themselves are getting some pretty major upgrades, but... There's the Retreat Sun Deck and the Retreat Lounge. Um, those are, are features that are, again, borrowed from Edge. Uh, and if you if you sailed Celebrity before, you might be familiar with Michael's Club. That's gonna become the Retreat Lounge. They seem to be uh, modernizing that venue somewhat. Uh, Michael's Lounge was very popular, had a, a rather classic feel that I don't think is, well, very nice. I don't think it's in line with the image Celebrity is looking for today. Yeah, I think uh, Michael's uh, Michael's Club, from what I saw when I was on the reflection, I wasn't granted access to it, but just you know, what I could see through the door, yeah, it kind of harkens back to an older time in cruising, which is great, and some people do want that for their cruise experience. That's just not what Celebrity's going for these days. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm confident, though, they'll make that transition without... Um, without making guests feel abandoned that did like that feeling because it was a very nice venue. Uh, some of the other things that are happening are the staterooms are all being updated. Now, the architectural firm that's been hired for this is Hirsch Bedner Associates. Um, any relation, Billy? Um, not that I'm aware of, but maybe we can just edit this part out in case I'm, you know, in case I can get a piece of this. Okay. I'm, I'm sure that's a big ticket. That sounds good. I mean, okay. the last names match up. 
All right, so no one's going to hear that because it would sound like we're conspiring. <laughs> so the uh, one of the things that they are adding across the fleet now is the RFID locks. This really appeals to me because the one issue I had on Celebrity uh, Reflection was that right. my key died probably three times a day. Uh, and I was told, don't keep it near your phone. Well, I know I don't keep it near my phone, but an RFID key is just a far superior technology. Beyond uh, Rick's experience where I recall you got very friendly with guest services. They... <laughs> That's not how I would describe myself. But... <laughs> Mr. Ross coming for another key. Um, so one thing that I, I think it's important we should point out with the RFID lock, some some guests, uh, some listeners may be saying, eh, I don't really care to, about new technology to open my door. First of all, we'll likely see this type of thing as optional. It's not like, oh, your phone battery died, you can't get into your room. But what makes this important part of the experience is cruise lines, especially Celebrity and, uh, and Royal Caribbean, have been looking to streamline experiences. And right now on some of the new Royal Caribbean ships, for example, and you'll be able to do this on Edge as well, the check-in process is really, really efficient. You can check in on your phone, take your own picture. It displays like a boarding pass, just like a, a mobile app might for an airline. And you go up to the to to the port agent, they scan that, make sure everything's good, and wave you on. But right now, you then have to pick up your room key at your room. Mm-hmm. So imagine if, like at Walt Disney World, yes, you don't even need to do that. You check in, you can go to your room. You you didn't really need to grab any keys or interact with anyone too much. So I think that's important just for making things uh, seamless, and we'll help with families and. And the card demagnetization. Yes. And just for the less technically savvy who may not have followed that, I think the gist of what Billy is saying is use your phone as your room key. It's the thing you already have. And the RFID locks enabled that beyond just having an RFID key card. What what we don't know is if we'll see that functionality um, even on edge right at the beginning. It may, because the other thing that that technology is used for are wristbands, which we see on MSEC side. We see on uh, several Royal Caribbean ships. So it'll be interesting to see how they they roll that out. But ultimately, I think it's an important thing, Uh, almost as important as getting a good night's rest. Yes, the bedding is being upgraded across all uh, all the ships. And that's important for some people. Listen, it's important to to me personally because maybe it's just a, was it Princess and the Pea? Yes. Situation. But uh, Royal Caribbean, a couple years ago, started changing out some of the beds. And it... It was a problem for me, mm. <laughs> and, and I expressed my uh, my concerns many times. Uh, c- celebrity has traditionally, I've, I've been pretty okay with their bedding. Um, Oceana has amazing mattresses. Side note, um, you've paid for it. <laughs> that is very true. But yes, the the new bedding includes uh, it's all uh, all cashmere, yeah. real high thread counts, uh, Egyptian linens. Uh, gonna be gonna be cool stuff. Yeah, uh, you won't be staying in a two star hotel when you're in a renovated room on a celebrity ship. Uh, I tend to sleep more than Rick does on cruises, so I'm going to be testing this fully. Uh, that's not true. I just sleep at different times than Billy sleeps. So I am awake uh, when okay. he is asleep. Then when I'm asleep when he's awake, he thinks I'm sleeping additionally, but I'm not. It's like we different, live in different time zones. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, one of the So we talked about Cuisine uh, as one of the great restaurants that came out of the uh, Solstice line. And Cuisine is now going to be on all ships. I'm unclear on exactly what form Cuisine is going to take. There are some things that make it sound like it's going to change a lot. Some things that don't mention that at all. But Cuisine will be present on all ships. 
And Rick, you've experienced uh, cuisine, so tell me if this is accurate or not. I, I'd mentioned the comparison to Wonderland, and I think the, the reason I compared it is because the, it seems like it's about experiential dining. Uh, it's not Great just about the food. It. You know, yeah. yes, you're eating food. Yes, they want it to taste good. Um, but it's uh, it's about presentation. It's about new new ways of making maybe foods that you've had before. You know, whether it's deconstructions and you know, things like that. Um, and that's I think that's something that's neat. Especially, let's be honest, cruising is a business. Yep. Cruise lines love if you want to pay for specialty dining, right? So offering something that's beyond just well, I like my meal in the main dining room, and they hope you do. Um, offering truly a unique experience is I think something we're going to see more and more. And, and there's actually some of that coming uh, that we'll talk about uh, with uh, Le Petit Chef. Yeah, I, this is some uh, an activity, dining activity, I guess, that's going to be going on within Cuisine. And I think it fits very well because, uh, as you said, like there's a different focus in Cuisine. And some of that is being fun, being whimsical. Uh, having That's what the dining experience is. is it's fun. Uh, and so they're introducing something called Le Petit Chef where they've partnered with a company that does three-dimensional projection mapping. And then, what else do we know about this? I, I, there aren't a lot of details out there. Well, let me, let me start by saying that uh, I suspect in a matter of a year or two, we're just going to refuse to have any food on board that doesn't involve 3D projection mapping. Is that... Is that... Yes. I mean, if you <laughs> if you can do it, why not? And if you can do it, why am I not getting it? So basically, uh, think augmented reality where there's almost, you can think a virtual show with your meal being prepared. Um, th there hasn't been a lot shown. I know some people were lucky enough to experience a kind of simulation of this when Celebrity did a, a tour of the country that I think actually was only a few places. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and allowed guests to, to pseudo-experience this. It gets back to that experiential dining uh, kind of thing. It's something I know guests are really excited for on edge. We'll see how that plays out. Um, so they decided they were going to go ahead and make the investment and try this out across the fleet. Yeah, I think essentially the story that I've seen is an animated chef assembles your meal on the plate in front of you. I, I prefer, I love uh, zucchini. Mm -hmm. If I could have animated zucchini, I can only imagine that it would be I, weird. I, I think there's a children's cartoon that's about that. The animated the, zucchini. Veggie tales? I don't know. Veggie, veggie, fruit, fruit. No, that's Disney and that's Wrong sadly, sadly long gone. Yeah. So while we're on the subject of dining, the Celebrity Revolution is going to include refreshing the main dining rooms, which I thought were great on the on the constellation. I thought they were great on the reflection, but they've got a new idea, and I'm excited to see it. I suspect that what we're going to see is in when you look at the renderings uh, and, and artistry from Edge, you see that a lot of the colors um, are very different palette than we've seen across Celebrity, and yes. I think to some extent they're looking at venues like the main dining rooms going. Okay, we need to at least adjust the palette, even if maybe the style of the decor is uh, still in line. Um, I, I think that's what we're probably seeing. And listen, I, I like cele celebrity main dining rooms. Uh, if uh, if perhaps all the whimsy you need in your meal is uh, is my accompaniment, then uh, that's a great place to be. 
So it's and it's now it's not just the main dining rooms that are getting a refresh. The Ocean View Cafe, which is That's right. which is celebrities uh, onboard buffet, is going to be redesigned to something we've seen go on on other cruise lines, where it's pod based, or there are areas that are focused on different cuisines, and this breaks up the there's a line of people to get one to get all the different items. I want the fifth item in. No one's actually there, but I kind of have to wait in this line. This is going to break that up and make that experience hopefully flow a lot nicer. And, and uh, one, I think it will. It certainly has worked for a lot of ships and, and lines. Um, and it, it really should make it pretty seamless because Celebrity already has a very different passenger space ratio than a lot of mass market lines or mm-hmm. contemporary lines. So um, even on uh, Constellation, for example, I didn't feel like I was queued up like uh, like on Embarkation Day on on some other ships where it's just a, a madhouse. So, but this will certainly help. I do wonder, will yeah. they apply little window washers to the, uh, you know, on the Millennium class ships, you can look down from the ocean. Yes, cafe. that was such a nice touch. So nice, but always dirty, because how do you clean that? Yeah, right, right. Oh, what, speaking of keeping things clean, one of the things I expect that we will see is the installation of hand washing stations at the entrance or in the lobby. The first time I saw this was when I was on uh, Royal Caribbean's Empress of the Seas, and just a great idea. It's one thing to put some sanitizer on your hands, another thing to fully wash and dry your hands. Uh, and I just, I like that opportunity to be able to wash my hands without going into a bathroom and then having to touch something to get out of the bathroom. And I also like the ability to wash my hands on the way out of the restaurant, if I wish. Yes, totally agree. Um, I, I, knew I, love, you'd, I knew you'd like that part. On, on <laughs> the, the washing on the way out as well? Yes. Because, yeah, yes. I don't, I don't want to eat with dirty hands and I don't want to get my hands dirty eating either. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, on Harmony of the Seas, I love that you pretty much have to bump into sinks to enter the Windjammer, mm-hmm. uh, which is the buffet area on Royal Caribbean ships. The, it's not just, oh, sinks are available. Like, you look like a jerk if you're not washing your hands at that point. Yeah. Uh, Empress, constructed about the same way, fewer sinks. Yep. Mariner, uh, not like that. Plenty really? of sinks available, but if you want to breeze on through, it's it's unfortunately still possible. Interesting. I, I did not know that. Well, that is that is new. But so now I, I have a feeling we are going to see hand washing stations on the Celebrity Revolution across the line. Good. Yeah. N- nothing beats thorough and frequent hand washing. Uh, and... Uh, if, between hand washes, though, you can always use one of the only hand sanitizers, guaranteed. Okay, never mind. Um, that would be Germstar Noro. Please feel free to find it on the cruisehabit.com shop. See, n- now it doesn't count because Rick plugged it, so I didn't say anything. Uh, all right, there we go. <laughs> so, I, doubtless, there are other details that have not been revealed. And we'll first start seeing this in 2019. First ship to be uh, put through the Celebrity Revolution program will be the Millennium. That's uh, that is one of the smaller classes of ships. So I'm in, I'm also interested to see how does this same uh, redesigned principle apply to Why? the two different sizes of ship. It'll also be interesting to see. I mean, that's pretty ambitious. They they're uh, they're looking to complete this on Millennium by February of 2019. And what makes that really remarkable is there is not a um, no one stepped foot on edge yet, right? right? So a lot of these things that they think are great and that guests have said, we're excited about this. We can't wait to sail edge and check this out. They haven't really been proven. And if you look throughout throughout cruising history, when a cruise line releases a ship and it's the first in a, uh, in a fleet or in the first in a, uh, a class mm-hmm. of ships, the second one 
always has some changes that no one could have predicted the need for necessarily, but that as soon as somebody stepped on that first completed chip, they went, okay, this needs to be different. This isn't gonna work. This could be better, something like that. So because these changes are being made ahead of uh, Edge's launch, it'll be interesting to see uh, how much of a scramble there is on Millennium. Uh, and frankly, yeah. if the next in the, the, the fleet, which I think uh, is gonna be Summit in uh, toward the end of March. Also one of the smaller ships. Right, so, to see if there will be differences in the way that they apply this from uh, from Millennium to Summit. And then afterwards it gets to, to Equinox, which would be the very first of the Solstice class ships to get this treatment. Well, now one thing that may give Celebrity more confidence about where they wanna go with the Celebrity Revolution is their virtual reality center that they have. So they have, they have, ha they have a more ability to mark out and be in the space than they've ever had before. And that may give them, as I said, an increased amount of confidence. It's true. And, and they have that confidence from, uh, of course, the designers and, and employees being able to experience that. But as I, as I alluded to earlier, also in some cases from guests, when they've done these you know little PR tours and stuff, it, it's very cool. And this is the first ship that's been completely designed, or I should say Edge is the first ship that's been completely designed uh, in this way so that everything can be, can be seen in virtual reality. I'm sure they're applying those same concepts to, to uh, celebrity revolution. Oh, I'm sure. It'd be hard to imagine if they had this great technology and then did not take advantage of it. I mean, sight lines alone, you know, is, yeah. is something that you just couldn't do otherwise. You, uh, Disney is famous for for taking into account all these little details and sight lines. They still hang, you know, big balloons places just to, to figure that out. So being able to virtualize all these things, I think, will will help really make sure that the the guest experience is uh, as it's intended to be. Yes. So we're looking forward to seeing what happens on the Millennium as it gets announced, or as it gets revealed rather, in the uh, beginning of February 2019. Also looking to see, for comparison, what the Edge is like. And again, we'll be sailing on that ship December 6th, uh, and then you've got another sailing coming up, and then we'll need to plan something for one of the revolutionized celebrity ships. I don't know that they want to call it that, but... It, it sounds dram a bit too dramatic, doesn't it? It is. Um, it is. But yeah, so we'll. Uh, I think maybe after we uh, we hit stop on this recording, we're gonna have to look at some sailings on some other celebrity ships coming up soon. That sounds like a good plan. And after we've finished recording, go ahead and check out our website, cruisehabit.com. We've got an article that Billy wrote about the celebrity revolution. You'll get to see some pictures there that we can't provide in an audio podcast. Um, and while you're there, check out some other articles if you've got questions about cruising send us an email. Uh, if you'd like to get in touch with us about this podcast, our email is podcast at cruisehabit.com. I'm Rick Ross. And I'm Billy Hirsch. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Brandon and Kathy coming to you live from the boardwalk on Royal Caribbean's Oasis of the Seas. We're friends of cruisehabit.com. You can follow the guys on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also subscribe to the Cruise Habit podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Search Cruise Habit in the Periscope app to join the broadcast from ship and shore. The guys would love to talk ship with you real soon.